0: Woohoo! Okay, this is something very near and dear to me and special why because of my love of real estate and the real estate community which means you my fellow colleagues and industry professionals i couldn't wait to share with you that we are now finally ready to open up registration and membership for the ready set real estate club so have you heard it can be cutthroat in real estate well not here Join our club for positive vibe, support, and fun all in the name of real estate. Member perks includes learning how to leverage market news, stay up to date with market trends, contracts training, accountability reminders, social media tips, personal development, access to guest coaches and presenters, and so much more. But here's the exclusive on this. As a member, You get access to retreats and summits abroad, passport required for participation in our trips. So we've heard that saying, work hard, play hard. I like to say, work hard, play harder, and we get to do it with like-minded individuals that all want to elevate to the next level. I look forward to connecting with you and seeing you in our membership group. Join at Ready Set Real Estate Club.com. Again, that's Ready Set Real Estate Club.com. See you on the other side. you <laughs> about that time for ready set real estate with yours truly lisa puerto also known as super agents creator and founder of many cool things courses workshops seminars conference curriculums, books and this show which supports our real estate youth 100 foundation nonprofit for the youth and young adults. All right, make sure you tag, share, let somebody know what we're doing. We are going to be doing real estate literacy. We are going to be doing litter real estate literacy tonight. I don't, I didn't mean to have this music stop abruptly, but it did, and it's all good because I'm ready to get into today's message. All right, so y'all know. Uh, Wednesdays are my day off. For those of you who are tuning in for the first time, welcome my name again is Lisa Puerto. I'm an active licensed California real estate professional. I'm a professional agent trainer and again, creator and founder of many cool things and projects. You can learn more about me or join our club at ReadySetRealEstateClub.com if you're an industry professional. I've got things and tools And a whole bunch of stuff available for those of you who are looking to learn and empower yourselves with real estate knowledge. Um, As I said, I will be doing, um, we're we're starting off season four a bit different than the way I kicked off the last uh, 80 episodes, and that's perfectly fine because... I realized that I wanted to take things a little bit slower with you all. I wanted to take things a little bit slower. So last week we talked about this thing called the myth of the 30-year fixed payment. We were able to discuss that, debunk that, a lot of gems came out of that which I'm I'm really happy about. For some of you had some aha moments, some of my industry professionals. You now know to watch your language, which is great. Uh, a couple things that I want to let me just do a couple announcements actually before we jump in today. So, season four, episode two, I'm covering why a bank prequal holds no weight. I'll say that again why a bank prequal, or better known as a prequalification letter, holds no weight. So, if you are a prospective buyer, thinking about jumping into the uh, purchase for the very first time this is for you if you've already done this and you've been down that road please share with someone that you know can benefit it's always you know the onus is on you when you know that i'm doing this the onus is on you with spreading the message to the tribe making sure they get this information so they are empowered and not caught off, off off guard when they really jump into real estate so with that being said, I want to make some a couple of announcements. So really excited. By the way, thank you, thank you, thank you to those of you who came out to the live Ready Set Real Estate events. Uh, I have made the announcement. And I'll continue to make the announcement throughout the rest of this year and next year, Ready Set Real Estate is now having live trainings, presentations, and interactive workshops um, that is exclusive. So exclusive presentations and content that is being presented through Ready Set Real Estate. And we wanna shout out and thank Southwest Escrow Corporation for partnering with us and giving us access to their wonderful community room right in the beautiful city of Inglewood. So if you're in the greater Los Angeles area, come on out because what we are launching is um, a series of workshops and presentations that has not been done in this format. Nor on this, nor in this content or in this way. So, I wanna make sure I let you know that that's happening and you can check Eventbrite, Keyword Ready Set Real Estate, and you'll see the events coming up. So, that's first Thursdays with the exception of Fourth of July week. Um, first Thursdays of each month, Ready Set Real Estate is having live events. Yes, you gotta pay to play. Why? Because a portion of those proceeds are being donated to Real Estate 100 Youth Foundation. Again, as um, a club member, you get discount and merch. If you're a real estate en- enthusiast, if you are a real estate professional or industry professional, or you just plain not want to support our nonprofit, um, you can buy the tees, you can buy the hoodies, you can buy the real estate merch. Um, I've got the cups coming mm-hmm. and I want to do something special, which is offer pins. So the Ready Set Real Estate pins are coming. I'm super excited about that. I should have that uh, those out next week. Um, I'm also doing an exclusive pool party event. Um, Ready Set Real Estate is having an exclusive pool party event in Windsor Hills. For those of you who got the invite, great. We'd love to see you there, connect, come offline, and just um, have a great time all in the spirit of fun because that's what Ready Set Real Estate is about. It's about learning, having fun with like-minded individuals, high-thinking individuals, high-vibration individuals, all in sync with one another and in the name of real estate, so super, super excited about that. Going to do some giveaways, like um, we're going to give away some snapbacks, and the Ready Set Real Estate beach towel is coming soon. Uh, what else is happening? Also, want to share that on um, third Saturday of each month, we still are having the Ready Set Real Estate webinars for those of you who are not an industry professional, but you are looking to learn. So, looking to learn. Uh, this coming third Saturday of this month in June. I believe the date is um, I Want to get the date right one two three. Oh my gosh That's this Saturday Man, time goes by. Yeah, so this Saturday I got a presentation for you um, Selling selling and buying tenant occupied property. You don't want to miss that Register on Eventbrite Um, when I finish this show today. I'll go ahead and drop the links to the events So you want to come out to the live events? um, That's the b2b so for professionals and industry professionals I have something exclusive for you online offline live events first Thursdays of each month that's happening And then for those of you who are on the prosumer side with you're looking to do it personally for yourself. You're looking to empower yourself learn real estate. I am having those webinars Um, and available and accessible via your tablet, phone, and PC anywhere. So third Saturdays of each month, and this month, we are going to be learning about selling and buying tenant-occupied properties. There are some things that you need to know if you're considering selling your property and you are renting it out. There are some things that you need to have to protect you and some things you need to know about when it comes to rent control. For buyers, there are some things that you absolutely need to be aware of, and, and I get it. You don't know what you don't know. Right? So especially if you're looking to purchase the property as owner, op, that means you're looking to purchase it with a loan that says you are going to occupy the property. There are some things that you need to know about purchasing those types of properties um, and who's going to handle or deal with re, uh, relocating or evicting the tenant. I have to say it that way. Cause relocation is nice and friendly. Kumbaya eviction happens, happens when a tenant, um, you know, their, fe- their feathers get all ruffled and they do an aggressive takeover. And now you have to uh, legally, um, you got to do a legal detainer, an unlawful detainer process an eviction. So we're going to cover that on Saturday. Okay, I'm all caught up. If you're tuning in again, say hi, say hello. I love when I do the live because guess what? I can customize this message specific to your questions. Um, let me go in here real quick. There we go. I can spe- I can specify just to your questions. All right, so today on episode two of season four, we're going strong. We are going strong. and I'm really excited about what's happening. I'm really, really pumped and excited uh, because you know, when when I when you have an, a platform such as this, I can, make the own, I can make my own rules, and I can really cater to the content and the people that I'm looking to share this message with. So with that said, for those of you who are listening to the radio podcast, I want to shout out radio podcast listeners on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Anchor Breaker, CastBox, Google Podcasts, if I didn't say that again, and I think Apple Podcasts as well. Thank you for growing our channel. This is going to be a good one. And I say that because when you are looking through, when you are considering navigating the home buying experience for the very first time, because you've heard either from commercials about um, you know, large banks being able to, you know, take care of your loan and, and service all your needs since you bank with them, and, and that's all wonderful. But this is where I get into this discussion about uh, two things, and you want to take notes on this. Take notes. Take notes. Please write down that banks are a depository institution. Banks are a depository institution. What does that mean? Um, hey, Miss Gilda. Miss <laughs> Gilda says, great work. Thank you. Um, Mom, that's Miss Gilda. She's like tuning in. <laughs> um, Banks are depository institutions and what that means is what they do well is they collect your money and they invest it in other things and they pay you a very small interest to borrow your money. And so they're not going to take certain risks. They're not going to take certain risks. They're not going to take certain risks on you if you don't look perfect on paper. What does perfect look like? Typically 720 FICO scores, documented income, you filed your taxes the last three years, you don't have any additional business expenses or write-offs or no Schedule C's or nothing additional that they have to consider. Um, You've been paying on your debt, no student loans deferred no special liens like child support or spousal support um so again there there are certain things that they want that looks non-risky and one of the things that i want to start with there is because too many times i am finding that people start with the bank and i'm an advocate of that sure start with your bank if you have a relationship with your bank, but for the most part, some of you are not discussing with your banker. You have opened your account and all you've done is you created a direct deposit and you go in, you make a deposit and you walk out. You should learn that you are in a relationship with the bank. You should be discussing their products. You should be discussing with them Hey, I'm thinking about investing. I'm thinking about purchasing. I'm thinking about starting a business. These are certain these are things that I'd like to do. How can I better position myself since I bank with you to have access to your products? We don't do that because most people because no one tells us to do that. You know, if you look at the old movie, and this is why I like watching old westerns. I mean, westerns especially when you look at the relationship with banks back in the day. Um, you know they 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 knew who you were. They knew your family. They knew your children. They knew you where you work. They know where you live. They had so many They had so much of your information because it was a relationship. And where we are now, because things have moved away to online and systems and processing, all the bank has to measure you through formulas is risk. That risk is based on the income you bring in. That risk is based on how well you're paying on credit cards and paying back on loans and paying back on your debt. How long you've been on your job. That's how that risk is measured. They're looking at a number that scores you. So now that we know that banks are a depository institution, here's one of the things that banks do. And this is not to bash banks. This isn't a... um, bank bashing segment this is so that we are very clear of how banks pre-qualify you and perhaps you need to consider asking additional questions so that you have something that really stands for something when you meet with a real estate professional and you go and make an offer on a property That you might be very excited about because the last thing that I would want to happen is that you make an offer on a property only to find that your offer is not accepted because you did not take the additional and necessary steps to get fully approved on the loan so let's talk about this so pre-qualifications pre-qualifications let me say anybody can pre-qualify you including me Lisa Lisa can pre-qualify you I can pre-qualify you and if I were um, if I were a mortgage broker uh, which most do they pre-qualify you with with um, asking you a series of questions they'll have access to running your credit score and they will do very they will do preliminary work and when I say preliminary work It's not what we call full documentation. They will capture just preliminary work. And oftentimes they will shop that. Um, I've had some mortgage people come on. I've had a mortgage broker come on before, I think. And so what I noticed with mortgage brokers, they kind of really don't go into the gist of you paying them a fee to shop their loan, to shop your loan with various lenders at one time. mortgage brokers, I will say, are usually good for people who are high risk, meaning you have um, you're highly encumbered. And I'm going to use these words and break them down to you so you understand them because here's what I find. The industry uses these words with you and you don't understand what it means. So when they say you're highly encumbered, that means you're carrying a lot of debt. And so mortgage brokers will shop your loan if you don't have um, a a decent FICO score. And you may ask me, Lisa, and I'll give you full disclaimer, by the way. So full disclaimer, I'm not a lender and I'm not a mortgage broker. And these are the questions that you should be asking of those people. Um, I will, if you ask me to refer you to someone qualified to assist with your loan, what I will do is I refer you to two to three direct lenders. That way you can choose and you get to um, decide who's a good fit for you. Or you can go and shop on your own and you can look for a bank. We always um, I always advocate start with a credit union. If you have a relationship with a credit union because they can offer better interest rates um, because they are about their members versus banks are about their shareholders, the interest of the shareholders, which is why, again, they won't risk, they won't take the risk if you don't look great on paper, not going to risk their shareholders investment and money, even though you may be banking with them. They're not going to take that risk. Okay. So uh, prequalification letters uh, initially done by a bank or anyone that you come across and they do this. I'm going to ask you to go back to them and really go through the full process. And so what happens is they may just take a copy of a bank step a bank statement for proof of funds and there these are the items that they're going to want from you. They're going to want and I'm going to say this because this is what I need to submit as a full package offer to a prospective seller that you're making an offer on. We need to show that you were able to purchase and close on that property. So, when you meet with a loan officer and they're, they're they have various titles, a loan officer, loan consultant, mortgage banker, mortgage consultant, You want to ask them if they are direct lender, right? Are they funding or financing um, the loan directly through their entity? Or are they shopping and looking for an entity, a lender to fund your loan? That's how you know the difference. And I say this is the easiest way I break this down. So I can pre-qualify you, but Lisa has no money to give you. I have no money to give. So me pre-qualifying you holds no weight oftentimes you see that so unless a mortgage broker is using their own broker own broker controlled funds to fund the deal more often than not they're shopping the loan and they normally don't have that guarantee unless and it's determined by a relationship that they already have with that wholesaler um, and they normally don't know that going in before you um, before you get, an accepted offer so this is why this is important i'm gonna take a drink of water okay because it's super hot i'm like i'm like i'm hot boxing today y'all i just got out the shower super hot uh you know wednesdays are my day off i do beach days now still committed so i'm really excited about that because i'm staying committed yay okay so Uh, what you should have on your notes and i'm going to recap right now so what you should have on your notes are that banks are depository institution um pre-qualified getting pre-qualified uh they're going to ask you and most lenders are going to ask you for this anyway so they're going to want i remember it in the form of 333 right so they want three years of tax returns w-2s and 1099s if you're self-employed Hey, Landscape Lowry, how are you? They're going to want three years of tax returns. Uh, They also will want three years of, oh, excuse me. Um, They will want three years of tax returns, three years, three months of bank statements. Usually they'll, 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 they'll ask for six months, but they want to see that the money is seasoned. So your proof of funds and bank statement is seasoned. They're gonna to wanna to make sure that it's seasoned. Um, and they're going to want uh, two forms of ID. Usually that is a form of social security card and a driver's license. And they will want um, proof of employment. Or if you're going, if you're self-employed, they want to see those bank statements um, usually for 12 months, the more the better to get a better interest rate. And that's about it. Now, one of the things that I do share, it's so, it's really interesting because I didn't, I, you know, I was taking for granted when I, when people connect with a lender and a lender's asking them for copy their social security card or um, they do have unique products for those who don't have um, social security numbers. It's the i10 product. And I won't get into that today. So let's just say employed, you have a social, you are W 2'd, you bank, um, you don't, you know, yeah, you have mattress money, but you have some money put in the, in the bank as well that you can prove has been there for three months. So you have all this documentation usually when you meet a mortgage broker or you meet a banker they give you this preliminary checklist and it's just preliminary they'll run your credit say this is what it is they'll look at your documents they'll say great every you know everything looks good they type up a letter and says this is a pre-qualification um, and here's what I need you guys to to, to do when you get this read what the letter says. It says, this is not an approval. You need to submit additional documentation and go through underwriting review. And the reason why that's important is because when you guys meet with me or you meet with a professional, a qualified real estate professional, I would think, and for those of you who are new in this industry, industry professionals who are new, Please pay attention. If a client comes to you with the pre-qualification letter, read the letter. Notice what it says. It's a condition, it's it's not enough. It's not enough. Don't go start shopping and making offers only to find out that that client can't get the loan because we've known that to happen more often than not. Why? Because once you put the bank to the test, and now they got to go through the underwriting. You as the borrower and the property as um, the prospect of property or collateral now goes through underwriting. They start to scrutinize everything and find out, oh, something came up. And now they have all these conditions. This is why I say that you need to have relationships with either the, the mortgage banker If you're going to go to a direct bank or deal with a direct lender whose business is it to borrow to loan out money. Okay, that's the next thing I you should be writing down. There's a difference between depository institutions like banks and direct lenders who are strictly in business for doing mortgages, you're going to write those mortgages. They have their own own underwriting guidelines, which typically are um, different. They will follow the overall guidelines if they're selling FHA insured products or VA guaranteed products, USDA products, or they're doing conforming products also known as conventional loans. They will follow the guidelines, but their underwriting is different and they will have their own unique products. They call them portfolio products. Banks also have portfolio products. You need to find that out. And typically some of these professionals are not privy to all their products. One bank may do a, what we call an LMI product, a low to moderate income product. Well, another lender won't because there's qualification, there's stipulations, there guidelines they don't wanna deal with. And that's fine you have got to know and that's why it's important to work with a real estate professional that has these relationships with people with these different products because people are not a one size fit all that's for certain so getting back to the pre-qual letter pre-qualification holds no weight because it's so preliminary they just scratch the surface of you they haven't really gone into looking at the total tax return They've just punched in the numbers. They look at the AGI, and then they're relying on the underwriter to comb through your taxes line by line, seeing how much you earned, what you wrote off. Why'd you write it off? They're scrutinizing your documents. They're scrutinizing your financial house. Then they're looking at your credit report. They're looking at everything on your credit report. What have you been, um, what have you borrowed? When did you have a late payment? Did you have a late payment within the last year? Last, you know, with that is it more than one? Why is it more than one? Were you late on your car note, were you late on your credit card, were you late on a medical bill? So they're they're scrutinizing these line items on your credit report once you get fully in the underwriting process, which is why when a client comes to me and I'm saying this for industry professionals who are new When a client comes to you and they bring you a pre-qualification letter because they've even, they've gone on their own and they went directly to their bank and that's fine. Kudos for taking that step. uh, You as a a prospective buyer, kudos for you to taking that step. But I'm going to then come, you're going to come to me and I'm going to educate you on what needs to happen additionally. I remember this happened um, to a prospective client. I met her at an open house. Oh, my gosh, it was almost 10 years ago. I cannot believe it. 10 years ago. And she walked in the open house and she was really excited about this property. She said, oh, my gosh, I want to make an offer. And I said, great. Do you have a pre-approval letter? She said, yeah, yeah, I, I, have, I have one. I, I've got it. I got my pre-qual letter. What did I say? What did I just say? Do you have a pre-approval letter? I didn't say prequal letter. I'm gonna take it a next step further because there are only un- there are only a set few lenders which will do this additional step. My lenders do; they'll do this additional additional step. Do you have a TBD approval to be determined? So what that means is, and I talked about this on the last segment, we f- uh, we front load our clients. Our borrower clients, I, our buyer clients. We front load. What that means, you're going to submit all your documentation up front before I show you one piece of property. I'm not going to show you a property if I don't have a green light from a lender saying that you can get the loan. Listen to me. Listen to what I'm saying. I won't waste our time showing you property you cannot buy. Hello? Hello, did you hear that? I won't waste time showing you property you cannot buy if you're relying on financing. If you come to me saying you're going to purchase all cash, I need to see all the funds in your bank account. You need to show me proof of statement, proof of funds. Certified letter from your banker stating that the funds are liquid. They're accessible. Or you have to show me proof of funds. I'm not going to get out. I'm not going to get excited because you walked in with a pre-qualification letter. And I get it. You don't know. So this is why today, for those of you who are listening, you know to make this additional step because the last thing you want to know is you do the, the work, but the professional, the mortgage broker, the mortgage banker didn't do the additional work needed in order to get you fully to to, um, conditional approval. In that pre-approval means they scrutinized and they looked at all your documents. That's one step better than a pre-qualification. But I'm gonna take it to another level. I'm gonna take you to a TBD, which a lot of these lenders are now offering these products called an express approval, uh, TBD. They've got all kinds of fancy names. And all that means is now they now essentially want to Um, underwrite you, so where essentially they can guarantee giving you the loan, considering all factors and conditions remain the same, meaning you don't lose your job. I've had people lose their job in the middle of the process. Meaning you don't go take out new credit, right? You don't put something on layaway or you don't, you know, finance something, thereby impacting what we call your DTI or debt to income ratio. I'm going to use these words because this is what Ready Set Real Estate is about. You need to hear them so that you can understand them. I've used depository institution, pre qualification versus pre approval, and pre approval versus TBD, which is to be determined. When we do the underwriting up front before you look at any property, we now have the ability to write a very strong offer. A very competitive offer, which shortens the time if that's what you want. And typically you do. You guys are typically excited, and then it goes pretty quickly. And you go, Oh my gosh, already? Yes. I I while you see me all smiles, I'm in a very aggressive agent. I write very aggressive offers um, because typically I know what it takes to get in, get the foot in the door and to negotiate the deals. Best terms and conditions depending on what side I'm on. If I'm on the, on the seller's side, I'm going to negotiate the best terms and condition and price for my seller. If I'm on the buyer's side, I'm going to do the same. So I just ask you, which side do you want me on? <laughs> okay, all right, I'm feeling good about this one today. Um, I wanted to make sure that, like I said, we are just going to take things slowly. In season four, because when I came out, I was so excited. I gave you some really heavy content. I we went really heavy, and I know um, Mr. Lowry can agree that we went heavy on these last episodes. And so now, what I'm doing, I'm bring I'm breaking it down. It's going to be slower for those of you who who need a little bit more time, and I get it. Uh, you've never heard of this, you, you, you're nervous, there's fear. Um, and so I wanna just debunk that, I wanna dispel that. I just wanna have this conversation. I just want to have this discussion with you. Go ahead and submit your questions. Again, you can submit your questions on Anchor, which is really awesome. So if you're using the Anchor app, you can send a voice message or uh, send in a comment or feedback. And you can also be featured on the show, which I think is pretty cool. You can always send me a DM or text message at la Super agent on any of the social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn. Drop your comment and questions right here in the inbox. Um, you can do that as well. If there's something you want me to discuss or cover, let me know. Let me know so I can cover it for you. If there's something you want me to revisit or expand on, let me know so I can do that. So today, you now know, why your bank pre holds no weight why is that because there's a little bit more documentation that needs to take place a little bit more what we call underwriting that needs to happen you need another set of eyes looking at those documents because um i don't think it, it's just i it may have happened maybe early in my career when i really didn't know and that's the thing for new industry professionals, I didn't really understand the difference between mortgage broker and a mortgage banker, which is why I wrote the book about, about it, introducing the difference between a mortgage bor- broker and a mortgage banker. These are part, This is part of your vocabulary today. They're not all created equal, says Lisa. I said so. All right, that's my time, you guys. Thanks for tuning in on this late evening. Um, I definitely wanted to use the opportunity in full uh, to rest and relax today. But also, you know, I'm committed to bringing Ready, Set, Real Estate every Wednesday, every Wednesday. And we get to do that live. And it's repurposed on a radio podcast platform and YouTube everywhere. Make sure if you find value in this show and the content, we are over 300 episodes strong $5 a month donate Um, you can add a subscription that way it's supporting the channel so that we can do good do more and um, And reach out to more people There's so many things that I'm doing through this platform that you get to be a part of that and we get to offer you some uh, Member perks as well as a supporter. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you you guys. I will see you uh, next Wednesday as we continue our series on Ready, Set, Real Estate, bye.